Good morning. It is seven minutes after 11 o'clock on a Froster Buns Friday. Uh, Brian, what were some of those slogans that uh, we picked up? There was one that I... Uh, we were looking for a slogan in, in the last hour uh, for the Democrats, because they always do such a great job of coming up with anti-Republican slogans. Right. Uh, and then uh, John sent one I thought was good. Demigods of Destruction. Yeah, that's a good one. That'll live. I like that. Um, all right. Um, let me go to the phones. It's Froster Buns Friday. We're also going to talk about an event uh, that's... Uh, they wrote about it in the, in the Columbia, Missouri, and called Touch a Truck. And I don't know that it, it was... It didn't look like a very successful event. They're touting it as such. Maybe there's more to the story, but I read it and I don't see it. We'll get to that in just a few. In the meantime, Pat's on the line. Good morning, Pat. Hey, Gary. So I got three different uh, things to say concerning this uh, labeling. Um, first of all, you've got media controlled by Democrats. You've got social media and cancel culture controlling the message. So it makes it very hard for any message that we have to get out. That would be the first point. The second would be MAGA, which I can't stand calling it MAGA, Make America Great Again, is a tremendous slogan. And any person that loves America should get behind it. But you've got a media that's evil that runs out there telling you ten times to one that it's bad. So they're calling it bad, and but it exposes Democrats. Remember Andrew Cuomo, the governor of New York, standing there at the lectern uh, in New York saying, America was never great in the first place. It exposes them, and they don't know how to handle it. But the problem is they have so much control of the media. Then the third thing is uh, you were talking about slogans, but you were also talking about labels in light of that. So labels that should the way we should handle that. We do not really try to label them. Uh, they originally called themselves progressives, and when that started to get a bad name, they stole the name liberal. Now the right. word progressive implies progress, and liberal totally means something entirely different, but they yep. stole that term and called themselves something good. Now they're leaning back toward progressive because liberalists could become bad. But in truth, what they are is regressive, and that's what we should call them because everything they do is a step backwards. First, let me commend you on your history of the Democrats and the progressive thing. You're absolutely right. And frankly, the reversal started in the 1980s when Ronald Reagan exposed uh, the downside of liberalism, as they describe themselves. And you're right, they've gone back to progressive. Uh, you're also right that they are regressive. Uh, but regressive doesn't have the ring. It, it doesn't doesn't grab at you. Um, and I'm, I'm well, not sure. Except, except, Gary, it rhymes with progressive and it will make it clear who you're talking about. The regressives. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I, we'll have to wait and see. But, but I think they're going to they're gonna make it sound so confusing, they'll, they'll allege you're talking about Republicans. They're always going to be able to do this because they've got too much control of the media at this point. We've got to break that. Well, I think, you know, in, in talk radio, uh, we do dominate uh, conservatives. That's the only place, though. Well, there, uh, you know, there are uh, some cable stations, Newsmax, uh, Fox News, One American News. There, there are some pretty conservative uh, 
outlets out there. We I'm, just I'm have not to arguing get... that that doesn't exist. What I'm saying to you is that the average American is seeing, Isn't. they're not seeing that. And so they're getting a 10 to 1 message at least. MAGA bad uh, versus somebody else coming on saying, hey, make America great again. Look, if you love America and you know America has not been doing as well as it should because we're overburdened, overtaxed, overextending, all the things that you talk about all the time that I completely agree with then you can get behind that slogan because you want America to win, America to be great and stand like it ought to be. Hmm. Actually, I think what we have to do is come up with a slogan that sounds like we're socialists, even though we're not. <laughs> All right, Pat, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Yeah, that's, that, you know, see, the, the, I was just reading an article about um, talk radio and how, Conservatives dominate talk radio. Well, there's there's a reason for that, uh, and it is we can have those debates and discussions without compromising. Uh, I would argue uh, our our standards. Uh, the left have to argue not on logic but on emotion. So we we need to come up with an emotional uh, label for the left that describes what they are and a bunch of losers or um, I can think of some other things uh, probably won't uh, probably won't sell but we we really do need to find a way to describe them as they are and the direction they're dragging us uh, let's see here we got some uh, messages here what does John say oh okay we got that one all right let me get to Mike Mike good morning Good morning. Here's a bumper sticker. You can't spell rat without spelling Democrat. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Do you remember when that commercial came out where they where they were spelling Democrats and, 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 and they separated the word like you just did so that it came out rat? It was I flash. I didn't even know that. Yeah, they, they did a commercial and it said Dem, uh, uh, Demic, and, and then it said rat. And and people got upset. Oh, they they thought that was terrible. Well, that makes a good bumper sticker. Hey, listen, when you on the next segment when you talk about the city of Columbia, don't forget that bar of Buffalo. How she went to Madison, Wisconsin, to see how they feed and shelter the homeless. Uh, uh, the mayor up there that looks like a pink flamingo went by and crapped on her head. That, that they they went up there and put a big party thing going and and toured everything about Madison, Wisconsin. And and I wouldn't walk in that dead uh, that's that town. Only the town. Uh, to take a poo. I just, uh, they didn't, they can't figure out nothing on their own. I think it was nothing, but they just went on a big party. All right. I'm not sure what, what that's about, but I'll look into it. Mike, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Madison, Wisconsin. That's where Gary the Liberal lives, by the way. The real Gary the Liberal lives in Madison, Wisconsin. Scott, good morning. Gary, I have a question for you. All right. Are these banks going to have to pay back all the interest that they earned from those loans they gave Trump for those fraudulent documents and things like no, that? Are they, nope. They, he, did, he did not. He did. He repaid everything. So I guess they're going to give back all that interest, aren't they? No, no. They get to keep it. Don't forget the banks oh. didn't go after Trump. They they weren't unhappy with his uh, uh, with the return on their investment. 
Is his accountant going to lose his business license since he didn't verify any of the financial information? Is, is Trump's accountant? Yeah, Trump's accountant. They can't remember anything. Yeah, uh, wouldn't so, surprise. Is he going to lose his business license? Did he, he work for Trump? Yeah. 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 Yes. Then he'll lose his license. Okay. All right. Gary, thank thanks for answering my questions. I'll call you later. Thank you. All right, Scott, thank you. Yeah. If if he knew Donald Trump, did he know Donald Trump? Yep. All right. He's going to lose his license. Doesn't take much. By the way, I want to rewind the clock a little bit and remember Democratic slogans from our former president, Bill Clinton. I believe that together we can make America great again. To secure a better future for your children and your grandchildren and to make America great again. I want to attack these problems and make America great again. It's time for another comeback. Time to make America great again. Yeah, and I think there was somebody before him that used that same slogan. And I think that one was a Republican. I'm not sure who it was. Uh, but that's all right. Uh, yeah, that's know. fine. It, it just it just can't be uh, Republicans can't yeah. use it. Yeah, Gary, I'd like to call the left Democrats as they're about as evil as Satan himself. Have a great weekend, Philip. All right, I have to take a break, but when I come back, th- this touch a truck thing did you did you go to that, Brian? I did not. No, couldn't. Wanted to though, huh? Yep. Really? Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're the one. I'll explain next on the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. It is 1120. Glad to have you with us. It's Froster Buns Friday. I'm reading the story in the Columbia, Missouri, and Touch a Truck, a free, inclusive event put on by Columbia Parks and Recreation took place Wednesday in Cosmo Park. And I think it was a laudable goal. The goal of the event was to create a, a, an, an accommodating environment for families with children who have sensory issues. Uh, so these kids can come up and, and uh, apparently touch a truck uh, without the sirens blaring and the lights flashing and all that stuff. They say it's the third year of this event, and it brought in roughly 20 to 30 parents, children, and emergency workers in attendance. Um, 20 to 30. That's not a lot of people, is it? Maybe that it didn't get enough publicity. I don't know. But it doesn't seem like a lot of, uh, a lot of people. Maybe throughout the day it got better. I don't know. But the reporting at the Columbia Missourian suggests 20 to 30. And you got to break this up. You've got parents, children. Emergency workers in attendance. That's not a lot of people. I think it's a, a, a you know I think it's a worthy event. I'm I'm just not sure that that the government did a good job getting it out there. And you know they got plenty of pictures of the same kids uh, playing, but not a lot of people. So I guess they had fire trucks and uh, other vehicles there, and the kids played among, you know on the fire trucks and the ambulances, uh, EMTs. On a partly cloudy fall day, families were welcomed with smiles from tow truck drivers, EMTs, and firefighters. The kids played 
among the fire trucks and ambulances, construction equipment, and other large vehicles. I don't know what to make of this, Brian. I, I don't know how much in, in terms of tax dollars were involved, but it doesn't seem like it was a big success. Well, I mean, they didn't call this show to promote it. So, I mean, that probably explains That's probably the what killed it. Yeah. They, they, but you know what? Uh, they, they'll call and then uh, we would say something on the air and then the salespeople would send us nasty emails. Right. Yeah. Don't let those people back on the air again. Yeah. Forward uh, that to us. Maybe handle, next year. Yeah, maybe next they'll, year. They'll do it. But, and, and we'll take the heat because that's the way we are. Yeah, it's our job. Like, I usually just forward them to you, the complaints anyway. Yeah, and the money? No, I keep that. You keep that. Yeah. That's not good to know. Uh, you know what light pollution is? I do, yeah. Uh, the people who live in the house behind us have these really, it's across the street. It's not just the house behind us. It's across the street from the house behind us. And I've got a clear shot. I can see over the fence. And they've got the most incredibly bright lights you have ever seen. I swear that before they land at Columbia Regional, they fly over this place thinking it's an airport. I mean, it is that well lit. Blinding. So when I look out at the sky at night, I don't see a lot of stars. A couple of stars, I can see, you know, the lunar stuff, but I, I, I just, it's too light, too bright. But it occurs to me that if, if I want badly enough to see the stars, I would go out in the country. I would go further out in the country somewhere where I could see them. Make sense? And if I was really into astronomy, I might move out into the country. But here in Columbia, Stankowski Field, once a month, because of light pollution, goes dark. There's an issue dominating the night sky at MU's Laws Observatory, light pollution from Stankowski Field. Wow. It just turned out the lights. I have heard people complain about light pollution and saying that, you know, like those gas stations that are open at night and have mm-hmm. the lights over the pumps... They want them turned off. They How will think, you know if they're open? Well, I guess you could have a smaller lit sign somewhere. You wouldn't be able to see as well while you were pumping the gas. Might be easier, actually, to club you over the head and steal your car <laughs> or your wallet. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Because uh, it's dark. But I've heard these people complain, and I'll bet you it's been 20 years I've heard them complain that the street lights are too bright. Uh, that, uh, you know, these retail establishments that are open that light up their parking lots, it's too bright. It's light pollution. To them, I say, if you really want to see the stars, move. Either, you know, get in a car and go somewhere or sell your house and move somewhere. But don't tell people in cities that you want them to turn off the lights for retail establishments that are open all night. Retail establishments, I might add, that they probably go to when they run out of whatever it is they need. The whole light pollution thing is just a silly... I mean, and, and some of them are like 
vehement. They, they want this stopped. No, you need lights. You're in the city. If you don't want, you know, it, 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 if you want to see the stars at night, go out in the country. And I will agree that it is a, it is a magnificent sight. I was uh, dating a girl that lived out in Colorado many years ago. And I'd flown from Cleveland out there to see her, and we're driving uh, to some hot spring. I can't remember the name of the, of, the, of the place. We were out on some remote mountain road, and she said, Let's, you got to stop and get out of the car and look at the stars. And I, I wasn't expecting anything impressive. But holy moly, if you're living out in the country and it's, you know, and there's not a lot of light, it is impressive. I, I had no idea until that moment just how many stars were up there. It's amazing. It, it, it's just such a great sight. Uh, anyway, my point here is uh, if you're complaining about light pollution in the city, move. You know, when they use the word pollution, I always think that uh, you're... You mean that there is poisonous effects to what you're doing. And I, I don't know. It just seems like the wrong term to use in this instance. But, How about but, you? It's, but it's good if you're, you know, trying to um, scare people. Uh, you you want to make that emotional connection. That, that Democrats, as we pointed out, are really good at that. Yeah, they are. Um, Friday's jobs report. The uh, we're going to talk about the economy, and I haven't gotten really around to this. Um, employers hired, they say, at a steady pace, according to the Wall Street Journal. Latest sign of a resilient U.S. economy that has contributed to the recent bond market route. They're saying the economy is, is strong. And the administration wants you to believe they've done something to make things... You know, in, in, in fact, the old guy is up right now um, <laughs> talking about the latest jobs report. Oh, he came out of his basement finally, huh? Yeah. He, he heard that there's a positive jobs report. Yeah, so he's out saying Bidenomics works. Uh-huh. There's, there's a, a, an interest rate hike coming. If the feds look at these numbers, they're going to say this inflation is still hammering us. So they're going to start raising interest rates again. And eventually this will catch up. I'm telling you, it's going to catch up to us and it's going to slap us and and we're going to we're going to end up in that recession. The easiest way to fix this problem is to quit spending. That's all, that's all Biden has to do. Quit buying votes, paying off people's college loans. Quit regulating. Regulations, by the way, drive up prices like crazy. Quit regulating like crazy. Quit spending like crazy. Don't try and buy votes with money you don't have. And it will slow down on its own. And there wouldn't even be a recession. Instead, what we're doing is we're counting on the Federal Reserve to fix inflation. And they've only got one tool, and that's hiking interest rates. And it has lagging indicators. It's going to come back and slap us. I guarantee it.
Gary Nolan Show, Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show. It is uh, 11.35 on the uh, Columbia uh, Trucks uh, thing here. Columbia hosts tons of trucks as a huge event, uh, typically in the spring. This is a small corresponding event for children with disabilities who often love the equipment trucks, especially boys with autism who can't access the crowds um, of the uh, tons of trucks uh, in the event in the spring. It's overwhelming to them. Um, which I guess goes on in the Columbia uh, Mall parking lot. I have a 14-year-old with severe autism, and we're kind of past the stage in life. I would agree they didn't advertise uh, well uh, in the disability community. Well, they they should. I mean, if it's a worthwhile event and it doesn't cost taxpayers, I have no problem with it. Uh, But they've got to find a better way to get the word out. That was... That's my point. Uh, a crowd of uh, 30 people that includes both parents and workers and children uh, means that the event worked for like, what, five, six kids? I don't know. Doesn't It doesn't, it needed better promotion. All right, uh, 11.36, and uh, there is a problem apparently with the jobs report, Brian. And, and uh, Oh, no, certainly not. Well, no, yeah. No, everything is great. Bidenomics, remember? The numbers... And the data don't add up. No, they add up just fine. This, just We've been, fine. Uh, you know, like calculating everything. And it's, uh, things are just blazing right now. People are, you know. Yeah, they're thrilled with the economy. They are. Uh-huh. Is, is working. The household survey employment number is in line with uh, Wednesday ADP number of 89,000. Look for a downward revision to the September establishment survey number of 336 has happened every month in 2022 for the first time in history. Something fishy going on at the Bureau of Labor Statistics. That's Rebel Cole. And we talked about this earlier. The caller pointed it, pointed it out that uh, every month they revise the preceding month numbers down. Uh, Frog Capital writes, so it's confusing as hell when you get such large disparities, but I think the data kind of tells the story. More people left the labor force than entered it. 86,000 more people were working, at least 123,000 took second jobs, and more people left the labor force than entered. These numbers are screwy. These numbers are screwy. I'm wondering if and you remember when Donald Trump's numbers started to, you know, really crank when he took office? And what did the left say? Oh, these numbers are being doctored. Not now. Oh, no, not now. It's the, <laughs> boy, this is a put your hand on the Bible. This is it. But the data don't, don't add up. They don't match. Something is wrong here. I don't know if they've changed the way they compute things and it's an innocent mistake. I doubt it. Uh, or if, in fact, they're purposely distorting the numbers. Because every time the numbers come out at, at the beginning of the month, it's like, oh, man, that was good. The president's out touting Bidenomics. And then uh, the next month, uh, when the numbers go back down again and they, they revise everything so that it's considerably uh, lower, you don't see them. 
He's not out there telling us, you know, gee, we, we really screwed the pooch here. The numbers were nowhere near right. Uh, nowhere near that many jobs were created. No, he just gets the spotlight when everybody thinks the numbers are good. But Why do you suppose that these uh, people are taking second jobs, that the economy is really great, that they just say, hey, I, I, I want to keep busy on... Oh, they're greedy. They're greedy conservatives. They're I just see. hoarding the money. I got you. Okay. It's not yeah. that they are, have a hard time affording the cost of living or anything no. like Okay. No. I thought maybe no. it had something to do with that. No, they, they're just squirreling that money away. You know what they're doing is they're keeping the money so the poor can't have it. Ah. Why That's, didn't I think of that? I, I don't know, Brian, uh, but, you know, you just have to put on your thinking cap and, right. and think like uh, an idiot, uh, a Democrat. <laughs> they're, they're just greedy, and they're, they're trying to make poor people starve to death, so they've taken on a second job. And, you know, the other benefit to that, if you really want to starve people, is you've also taken away a job opportunity for them. That's true, yeah. You know, you get enough people doing that, and, boy, we'll have poor people dying in the streets. Boy, I oh, stepped those. over a couple this morning. Did you? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, why didn't it's you really just awkward. drive over them? Pretend I thought about it, it, but no. Pretend it's one of those new automatic cars that drives itself. Uh-huh. And, you know, stop on top of somebody. <laughs> that just happened, by the way. So, uh, I think it was a GM product. Uh, those, uh, you know, cars that uh, you don't have to drive. You just sit there and you're a passenger. Yes. Yeah. Can't wait for that to catch on. That just... It terrifies me that they're putting those things out on the streets. Computers can't make good value judgments. Uh, and leaving the the car in the hands of the computer, it's different if you have uh, maybe a, a train that's on tracks. You might be, you know, better able to have something that operates all by itself, drives the tra- the train automatically. But even then, I would want somebody to be able to step on the brake if it, if it's necessary. I just, I don't, I don't trust that technology yet. I got a car, and I've got a car that does this. All I have to do is touch, keep a hand on the steering wheel, and it will f- stay in the lane. It'll follow the road. Oh, uh, it'll man. even slow down when the vehicle in front of me slows down. I don't even have to touch the brake. It's it's that automatic. But you know what? It screws up. It it it's not a perfect system. I, I hate it when somebody breaks your gap. You know, with those vehicles, they have the distance of the vehicle in front of you, and then somebody cuts in front of you, <laughs> and your car realizes, "Hey, this car is much closer than what it was before," and your car slows way down. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you the other thing that happens to me if I. Uh, if I'm on a road and it has a, a kind of a steep turn and they've got those Jersey barriers, the car thinks I'm headed for the Jersey barrier. Yes. And it really steps on the brake and I have to, you know, quickly jump on it uh, to make it move. If it can't handle that, and that's cutting edge technology, I'm just not, I'm not going to be comfortable sitting in a car that a computer is driving. I I wouldn't do it. I'd put you in one of those. <laughs> Thank you. No, that's no problem. You know, if it, if it drives over a cliff, hey, hey it drives over a cliff. Well, we new. learned that this in technology isn't very good. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can always get a new producer. No no big deal. Uh, 874-9390, toll-free 800-529-5572. By the way, Brian, we are going to get you deprogrammed. 
yeah, I understand that uh, I've just been crossing the line too much lately. Well, if and I'm not even a Trump supporter, but yeah, apparently, but you, you know, if you... All right, well, you, let me ask you this. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Uh, Trump or Biden? Uh, Trump. Oh, yeah, you've got to be deprogrammed. Yeah. You're, you're a MAGA person. <laughs> uh, so, and who is telling us this? But I think they are intimidated. Uh, they um, oftentimes, you know, say and do things which they know better than to say or do. And it will require us defeating those most extreme measures uh, and the people who promote them in order to try to get to some common ground where people can, again, work together. That's the way it used to be. I mean, we had very strong partisans in both parties in the past, uh, and we had very bitter battles over all kinds of things, gun control and climate change and the economy and taxes. But there wasn't this little tail of extremism waving, you know, wagging the dog of the uh, Republican Party as it is today. Mm -hmm. And sadly, so many of those extremists, those mega extremists, um, take their marching orders from Donald Trump, who has no credibility left by any measure. He's only in it for himself. He's now defending himself in civil actions and criminal actions. And when do they break with him? You know, because at some point, you know, maybe there needs to be a formal deprogramming of the cult members. But oh, <laughs> oh, they're making that. Is that the is that the first uh, you know shot to be fired? I think it is. Because yeah. the left would like to do that. They want to deprogram everybody who disagrees with them. They don't want anybody to be out there saying something other than what they believe. And the programming has already started in our school systems. So yeah. if you didn't happen to go to the Democratic School of Education, then you need to be deprogrammed. Yeah, we used to get along. Democrats and Republicans, we used to get along. Yeah, as long as we moved slowly to the left, as long as we marched slowly towards socialism... We got along. But the moment somebody stands up and goes, no, I, I, that's wrong. You know, I don't think it's the right that are the extremists here. I think it's the left that are the extremists. I think they're out of their mind crazy. When you look at, at uh, all the money they're throwing out, paying college loans, the whole transsexual thing, the battery-powered cars. It's, it's not that, that the right are extremists. The left are extremists. And I think people on the right have just had it. They've had enough. We've moved far enough to the left. It's time to rein them in. So, I, you know, if, if there's a lack of bipartisanship in this country, it's not because of extremists on the right. What, what do people on the right want that, that the left think are so extreme? Generally to be left alone. Yes. We want to be left alone. We don't want our money wasted. We don't want our children to be programmed in school. We want what we've always had. There's, there's been no march to the right. There's, there's been no, you know, uh, suddenly religion in school. There's been no, gee, we're not going to fund public schools. There's not been any 
uh, gee, we're going to uh, get rid of welfare, Social Security, Medicare. None of that has happened. Although we need to. Well, yeah, but that would be a move to the right, and we don't, we're not moving to the right. We just keep moving to the left. And at some point, I think Republicans are waking up. I think conservatives are waking up. And they're going, no, no, you're not going to tell my kid that uh, he's a she or she's a he. You're, you're not going to indoctrinate them in schools. You're not going to pay off somebody's college loan just because, you know, you have the authority to take my money. The extremism is coming from the left. Not the right. The divisiveness is coming from the left, not the right. All we're doing is, you know, we're, we're throwing out the anchor. We, I feel like, you know, Fred Flintstone, you remember how he used to stop his, his vehicle? He would, uh, you know, put his feet, the heels of his feet on the, on the ground. Uh, but we're still being dragged along. The extremists are on the left. You're listening to The Gary Nolan Show on the Zimmer Radio Network. It's 11.53, and the Democrats are running scared. There is a group called No Labels, and they're looking at perhaps running candidates for the White House that are, you know, bipartisan, Democrats and Repo- a Democrat and a Republican. And this is scaring the Democrats. So now they have a, there's a super PAC that's been formed. And they want to raise as much money as they can so they can go after this no-labels party. They sent out a fundraising pitch to to donors. Uh, Citizens to Save Our Republic, or CSOR. They want to build a bipartisan support for a campaign to get no-labels to stand down. If No Labels moves forward with a third-party effort, we will wage a vigorous campaign in swing states including millions of dollars in advertising, to show voters that no labels equals Trump and the end of our democracy. Wow, that takes a lot of hubris, doesn't it? Uh, listen to what they're saying. They're, they're looking for a bipartisan, they're looking for Republican money as well. No labels has to stand down. You... See, this whole left-right dynamic, this whole Democrat-Republican dynamic is off and has been for decades. Anybody has a right in this country to run for president. It upsets the apple cart because everybody thinks a third party hurts them. The Republicans allegedly are terrified of the Libertarians. The Democrats, oh, they're terrified of the Greens. And I've heard it from, from voters. I've, I've heard it from, from, you, from some listeners. They, they've said, oh, Gary, you can't vote Libertarian. You're just putting the other guy in. Libertarians draw from both parties. There are socially tolerant, fiscally conservative Democrats who will vote Libertarian and a a lot of them, it's not like, you know, 10% former Democrats, 90% former Republicans. It's pretty much a, I would say at the very least, a 40-60, if not 50-50 split. We draw from both sides. 
And I think that's what this No Labels Party is going to try to do. Draw from both sides. The, the problem here is, for, for the major political parties, is they're not listening to voters. 70 plus percent of the country do not want either one of these guys in the White House. 70 plus percent. The people who are Trump supporters are Republican. They are dyed-in-the-wool Republicans, and they want Trump. And I don't mean any disrespect, but I don't give a rodent's rectum about that small group. It's, it's a substantial group in the Republican Party, but it is not a substantial group with independence. Hear me out on this. Republicans will vote Republican. Democrats will vote Democrat. Independents are the ones you want. That's what it's all about. And the independents don't want either of these guys. But the parties are just not paying attention. The first one who blinks and says, I'm out, let's let somebody else take the mantle, is going to win. If the Democrats say, uh, Biden says, no, I'm going to let somebody else run, Democrats win. If the Republicans, if Trump says, I'm going to let somebody else run, Democrats are dead in the water. Republicans win. I, you know, and I know Trump supporters are, are, you know, solidly behind Donald Trump. And he is certainly not the worst president we've had. I like him better than anybody since Ronald Reagan. He is not the guy this time around. I'm not a never-Trumper. I would hope for Trump if it was Trump v. Biden. But I would be voting libertarian no matter what in hopes of getting a real solution to the problem. These parties are gathering money to crush anybody who wants to challenge them. And the Democrats are as, you know, ardent in their uh, attempt to destroy the Greens and uh, this No Labels Party as the Republicans have been against the Libertarians. But something's got to change. The major parties aren't listening. And I'm not sure which one, you know, how it's going to come down. Uh, but I'm, I am sure of one thing. If one of those two parties gets rid of their leading candidate, they will win. Glenn Beck, Sean Hannity, tomorrow morning, Gary on Guns. Whatever it is in life that you want, go out and get it. Don't wait for the government to drop it in your lap. You make it happen. You seize the day. Carpe diem. And Gwen, baby, honey, I'm coming to see you.